Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is James 3. I have lived my entire adult life in places that are often affected by wildfires. Uh, between Southern California and Idaho, I have lived in places where it is not uncommon to see clouds of smoke in the sky, especially late summer and into the fall. I can think of times living in California where from where I lived, I could look and see the flames of fires on, on distant hills. Or here in Idaho, it's, it's not uncommon to go through weeks or seasons where I can't see the hills and mountains surrounding the Treasure Valley where I live because we are enveloped in the smoke of some wildfire and smoke that has been blown here and sometimes even seems to settle in over our valley. And so these fires can have great effect, sending smoke uh, hundreds of miles away, uh, being able to be seen, and and they can be destructive. I know people who have lost homes in uh, fires like this. And sometimes these fires are started from something so little. Uh, when I was living in California, one of the fires that started was started by accident from a gender reveal party. All right. They were letting people know and finding out whether they were having a boy or a girl. And I guess there was some minor level of pyrotechnics involved, but one thing led to another. And now we have this massive destructive fire. Now the Bible today is going to warn us about our tongues And it's going to warn us by comparing our tongues to a fire. And a massive fire can be started by just one spark, just one cigarette butt that's not put out right, can start something huge. Well, just one tongue, just one tongue can start something so destructive. And and frankly, every single person listening to this podcast today needs to be warned and needs to be humbled about their tongues. Now, some more than others, as verse one says, it talks about how teachers will be judged with greater strictness. Teachers are using lots of words. Teachers have more accountability, more authority. So they will be judged with greater strictness is how the chapter starts. But then it goes on to talk about the tongue in ways that should warn not just the teachers and leaders among us, but ways that should warn all of us. We see that the tongue is powerful. Basically, if you can bridle the tongue, you can bridle the whole body because in some sense, the tongue, even though it's small, controls so much. He compares it uh, to the bits that are put into the mouths of horses. It's a small thing, but it guides their whole body. It talks about the rudders on ships, how they're small things, but they can guide a whole ship. Your tongue is a small thing, but it can control your whole life and your whole body. And along with that, not only is the tongue powerful in that it sets a lot of the direction for your life, the tongue is also dangerous. And now James gets into that imagery of a forest fire, a wildfire. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. 
and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life and set on fire by hell. Wow. How dangerous the tongue is. You think of the tongue being like a fire. You think of the tongue, this language would fit really with the tongue being like a weapon. And if you own any weapons or you ever used any weapons, one thing that you know is incredibly important is you have to be careful. You have to be trained, whether you're using a a sword or a knife, even if you're just using a knife to, to cut open something, you're using something that could be used as a weapon. And there's extra care and consideration that needs to be used. Or if you've ever taught someone how to shoot a gun, you're going to make sure that they know some basic safety rules because you're you're using something dangerous. The, the tongue is dangerous and it can cause all kinds of problems. And this is a passage where I'm pretty confident if you're reading this, you're not disagreeing because I bet every single one of you, there are things in your life where you have personally witnessed the destructive and dangerous power of the tongue. There are relationships that are broken to a point where it might never get fixed because of the tongue. And you know how false that, you know, schoolyard rhyme, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. We all know how foolish that is. We all know what a lie that is. No, words can hurt us. And every single one of us has been hurt by words. And if we're being honest, every single one of us has hurt others with our words. I remember when I was a college student, I taught at our college Bible study, our home Bible study um, on this passage. And I taught and then we broke up into our small groups. And at that time, I don't know who designed this. I was co-leading one of the small groups there at that uh, primarily college student Bible study. But the person I was co-leading the group with had been a founding member of the church where I was attending. So he had been at that church for 50 years. And so I kind of felt like my role as the co-leader was basically to ask the questions and then pitch them to Burton, who had been there at the church since the beginning. And this night, Burton said something in that small group that was way more profound than anything I said in teaching on this passage, because he pointed out the truth that many times the people who are hurt the most by our words are the people closest to us. You know, we think about, you know, our enemies and the people that we don't like and maybe how we, we hurt them with our words. But if we're being honest, we need to evaluate how we hurt the people closest to us with our words, whether it's spouses or parents or children or friends or coworkers or people that we serve alongside with. We need to be careful about our words because our words are dangerous. Our tongues are dangerous. And finally, not only is the tongue powerful, not only is it dangerous, he goes on to say it's it's untamable. Verse seven, for every kind of beast and bird of reptile, right? So even snakes can be tamed and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. 
So here it's interesting. And in that way, this passage almost seems discouraging because it's just saying it can't be tamed. That's just the way that it is. And so one thing I think we should get from uh, that aspect of this passage is every single one of us today should be humbled as we consider the tongue. You know, there's not a lot of practical, well, here's how to tame your tongue. I mean, he's just saying, no, you, you can't tame it. You cannot tame the tongue. And if you think you don't have any problems with your tongue and it being dangerous to others, think again. Every single one of us should respond to this passage by going to our knees and confessing what we know about our tongues to God, asking God to reveal more of the ways maybe where we don't even realize we are hurting others with our tongue and asking God, like the psalmist does, to to set a door around our our lips to help us to guard our tongues. Uh, we, We all should be humbled by today's reading. But that doesn't mean I think that there is no hope given in today's reading because he goes on to basically say that, well, um, what we're going to see are tongues reveal what's going on in our hearts Uh, because a fig tree, it, it can't bear olives and a grapevine can't produce figs. So what our tongue is going to produce is going to come from within. And that's where the end of the chapter is going to give us hope. Verses 13 through 18 present a contrast, a contrast between worldly wisdom, uh, the wisdom that comes, that uh, it says it is earthly wisdom, unspiritual and demonic. And that is contrasted with the wisdom from above. Now, this earthly wisdom is described, there's a couple uh, phrases that come up a couple times, bitter jealousy and selfish ambition. That's going to lead to disorder and every vile practice. And really, bitter jealousy and selfish ambition will cause your tongue to be even more destructive. Those things, when they are in our hearts, will cause our tongue to be even more full of poison. But on the other hand, he describes the wisdom from above as first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And so there, what we see, I think, what our takeaway should be, if we realize that our tongues are powerful, dangerous, and untamable, our response should be, I'm going to humbly pursue this uh, heavenly wisdom. I'm going to humbly pursue the wisdom from above. And even if there's just one takeaway, I would encourage you to take away from this text, would be uh, at the beginning of that section on the wisdom from above, it talks about meekness. And one of the characteristics it gives of this wisdom from above is gentleness. Uh, Even the idea of meekness there is Hey, if you think you're wise, don't tell me, show me. Uh, Don't just tell me how wise you are and brag about how wise you are. Show me how wise you are. And one of the ways you'll show that wisdom is through meekness. And later, this wisdom is described as gentle. And I think that's something we need to realize. It's not just what we say. Honestly, how we say things is important. It's important to God. And so we need to be careful to be gentle with our tongues. You think of the Proverbs and how it talks about the harsh tongue. That is not what we want. We don't want our tongues to be like sword thrusts 
as the Proverbs also says, we want our tongues to be gentle. So even when they do need to be pointed to an extent, we want to do so with meekness. We want to do so with gentleness. We want to do so in a way that's open to reason. So if there's even just one takeaway, specific takeaway for you to pursue this wisdom from above with humility, admitting my tongue is a problem. How can I grow in controlling my tongue by pursuing this wisdom? If there's one thing I would encourage you to focus on today, it would be be gentle and be meek and bringing in that wisdom that Burton said in that small group many years ago when I was in college, start with the people that are closest to you. The people that you are living life uh, in the closest proximity to today, take extra care to be gentle towards them. And that's really going to come from your heart and you not having selfish ambition, but you truly loving these people. That's what we will motivate you to be gentle and meek. The tongue is a danger. And if we're all being honest, we've got room to grow with our tongues. Let's continue our whole lives to pursue God's wisdom from above. And let's start today by focusing on being gentle and meek towards those closest to us. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.